0: if you're just chasing it because it's trendy or because it seems like what everybody else is doing or it seems like the right thing to do you chase it you get it you feel empty and then you wonder what was this all about
1: imagine if you could always feel like you had everything you needed and could acquire anything you desire what would that feel like for you Today I'm joined by Havana Chikoto to talk about the law of attraction, manifesting our desires and developing an abundance mindset. Havana is the creator of the online platform The Bank of Manifesting, an online tool to help you visualize and feel the sensation of what it would be like to live an abundant life. You can check out the platform via the link in the show notes. The more we focus on the things that are good and that we desire, and less on the things that cause us pain, the easier it is for our brain to work on ideas to bring us closer to where we want to be. In this episode, we explore seven steps to developing an abundance mindset, which you can start to implement into your life straight away. I'm excited to welcome to the show, Havana Chikoto. Havana, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. We are going to be talking about manifesting, the law of attraction, and how we can bring what we desire into the physical. And I want to first talk about your platform, the Bank of Manifesting, and what that's all about, and the tool that you can use to help you visualize your desires and make it into reality.
0: Thanks, Rachel, and thank you for having me on your show. A great pleasure to be here and. Talking to you and to your your audience. Yeah. So the the bank of manifesting is is a tool that I created and it helps you develop an abundant mindset uh, by visualizing the life that you want, right? Visualizing your desires. And as you play out in, it has some daily practices in there. And these practices include uh, a banking platform, like it says, bank of manifesting. And if you go in there, you'll see that it looks just like a banking platform. And the idea is you, you can do what you would do in a banking platform. And as you do it, you're feeling the emotions of paying for whatever, that cruise holiday that you want. You, you feel the emotions of paying off that debt that has been bothering you. And and it then increases your your belief as you work towards manifesting uh, these, these desires. So. It, there's this element of acting as if in the, in the bank of manifesting. It also has what I call a shopping function. And again, this function has the same intent. If you, again, go in there, you'll see that you can, you're acting as if you're shopping for something. You you have that ability of getting pictures into, 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 into the platform as you shop. And when you upload those pictures, they end up on a vision board, which is in the platform, and again, whole intent is to increase your belief. In the bank of manifesting, you will also find uh, that there's an option of journaling your desires. Very important. You, know, you need to be very clear on what you want, and when you're clear, you need to write it down because writing it down imprints it in your mind, and as it imprints it in your mind, it increases that, that belief in, in what you're, you're working towards and working to achieve.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, why is it important to feel and see these things happening to help us believe that we can actually achieve them?
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure people already know, or people in the law of attraction, I suppose, know that this common, um, you know, common mantra is that your thoughts create your reality. So, what, what you dwell upon most of the time is what you are creating in the in, in the future, but to do this you it, it needs to be uh, fed with emotion, you, you need to to believe it, that it, it is possible. If somebody is sitting right now and uh, maybe thinking that uh, gosh, it would be good to have a million dollars and just daydreaming that a million dollars would be good, I guess it's not what what, what we are talking about. It's, it's something that you can truly put in your mind and believe that this is possible. And, and, and so, emotions and and belief are an important part in helping bring up what what it is that you, you desire
1: so how did you get started with this idea to develop the bank of manifesting
0: so i, I remember i was sitting on my laptop on my actual online banking platform and i you know I was just going there looking at my my figures in there and they didn't like what i was seeing right <laughs> and i'm thinking you know look this this would and I I wish I had this amount of money in here. This would make things very different right now. And then it, it kind of hit me like, well, hang on, but I can create something like that. What if there was something that had that can have the amount of money I want, right? Because if you go in the bank of manifesting, on a daily basis, you can you can set the amount of money you want to be deposited into your account. And that money is again money that you should be able to believe that is possible. And then so I'm on my real banking platform and I'm thinking this and then I realize, yes, I can create something that can have the amount of money I want. That, and that something can help me um, visualize. It can help me with the process of uh, uh, bringing forth what, what, I, what I desire.
1: So let's talk about the idea of the law of attraction. What is the basic premise of that and how does it work?
0: so with the law of attraction it it says to you what you think about yeah you bring about right mm. so our our thoughts create the reality that 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 we live in which therefore means that we need to be conscious of what is going on in our minds we we need to be aware of how, how we are feeling and what we are saying to ourselves and what we are saying to the world because this, you know, these thoughts, uh, these words, part of the, you know, of the process of, of creating the future that, that you're going into. So I guess this is the premise of the law of attraction.
1: So if we say things or write things down but have no belief behind it, is it still going to be able to work the same?
0: I I suppose it would depend on how how much you're saying it or how many times you're writing it. Because if it's repeated, if it's over and over again, I think eventually it gets imprinted into your mind, your subconscious mind. And subconsciously, you're bringing forth those things that you're repeatedly uh, saying to yourself. I suppose this is the basis of creating beliefs, especially early on in, in, in our lives when we are young, the environments that, that we are in, you know, influence our beliefs. The words we repeatedly hear, suppose even if in the beginning, we don't believe those words, or we, we're not even aware of those words because we are young, we have been told that uh, money doesn't grow on trees, been told that you know, you're useless, right? Repeatedly, I think this then gets imprinted and it becomes part of your uh, part of your belief. So going back to your question, Years. So you might not believe it uh, as you're doing it maybe the first time, the second time. But if it's continuous, I think it then gets imprinted into your mind.
1: Mm, continuous practice. Yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. Absolutely. So what are some of the mental barriers that people can come across, especially when it comes to wealth and they might necessarily believe that they're worthy of acquiring wealth or they don't really know what to do? to acquire it outside of, you know, looking at their nine-to-five job. But what are some of the common mental barriers that people might come across that stop them?
0: Yeah. So so these are commonly referred to as as limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. And these beliefs are powerful in getting us to where we consciously want to be because consciously you want to achieve or you have this desire of, and I'm, Let me speak of money, but this can be beyond money. It can be health, love, relationships. Yeah, but if I give an example of money, consciously, you know, you 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 want to hit that goal of I don't know making five thousand dollars, but maybe there is a limiting belief in you that just limits you to not getting no more than a thousand dollars, and maybe the reason is, you know, as you're growing up, you. You you. you you saw this rich person across the road and this rich person wasn't, wasn't the nicest of person. And you're associating maybe richness with meanness and, and maybe that doesn't go down well with you. So subconsciously, you actually don't want to be like that person. And not wanting to be like that person would then mean then you don't want to be, to be rich subconsciously. And then it becomes very difficult for you, I think, to then achieve those, those conscious goals Uh, that uh, that you have and and these beliefs uh, and i think i touched on it earlier you know they are mostly built as as we as we grow up uh, yeah and the environment in which we are has such a big impact on this if an environment is uh you know loving environment you get attention you are encouraged then you'd grow up you know confident your your you, you believe and you trust the world around you. And as a result, your mind is an, is an open, abandoned mind, and you, you are not limited by, by, by your thoughts because your thoughts, your, your environment was an open environment that allowed you to think free thoughts. On the contrary, if the environment you grew in was, maybe it was a restrictive environment, it wasn't an encouraging environment, it was an environment full of uh, distrust, then you tend to distrust the world around you and you then develop beliefs that can be limiting in in, in whatever it is that you want to to achieve.
1: Yeah, also talking about the, the law of association when you maybe associate wealth with meanness, that's a really good example. What if we don't know what our limiting beliefs are or we don't consciously know yet what the association might be How do we start to figure that out so that we can move past it and work towards that goal that we do desire?
0: Yes, I think it needs to be a conscious search of looking for what it is that can be limiting you. And again, there are tools and questionnaires and coaches and, you know, people who help with this kind of discoveries. In these days, there are a lot of self-help coaches and they Dig a lot into these issues of, of limiting beliefs, and I think it becomes a journey of a conscious journey of, of self discovery of seeing what it is uh, that may be stopping you, of you know, scrutinizing maybe the looking back and looking at what might it be, what was I being told continuously, and what might be then be blocking me from achieving my desires.
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about having an abundance mindset so mm. i've seen you talk about the seven steps to an mm. abundance mindset do you want to start to talk me through what they look like and how we can go yep step one starting right now what do we do start working mm. having that abundance
0: <laughs> that abundance mindset yeah mm. yeah so abundance the term itself like mm. means that you have more than enough mm-hmm. and this is more than enough again just money but Mm. uh, you feel abandoned in love in uh, relationships in in health you know so in having a whole life really and the concept of an abandoned uh, mindset I think it was first developed by Steve Covey so his best-selling book uh, back in 1989 the seven habits of highly successful people Mm -hmm. and in it he speaks about this concept of in which a person believes that there is enough enough of everything enough resources enough success to share so basically the the cake is big enough to share this is the the premise on which you're you're working and you contrast that with a scarcity mindset and Steve Covey speaks of it as a a zero-sum paradigm it's a win or lose so you believe in that if I give away then I don't get yeah you believe that if I if I don't compete then I don't win and so, so, so this mindset um, is a selfish mindset. That's that's the other side of the abundance uh, mindset. So, I mean, hearing this, then, I think if you're living or if you're if you're coming from a mindset that's abundant, then the ability to create or to have what you want, I think, becomes much, much more. And and so it it becomes important to to then develop this mindset you know, as, as as much as as possible, because with this mindset, then you you have an inner security, you know, and an inner belief that look, what I want, I'll get. So you're not, you're, so so you're living from this place of of already having.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you then ask, so what what steps um, can we take to develop uh, this mindset? It's, yes, so I, I just distilled uh, seven steps, uh, certainly not, not steps that I came up with, but in, in reading and exploring this, this topic further, you know, I found that this, this seemed to be coming up, you know, a lot. And one of uh, the first one I'll go with is, you know, just being grateful of, of what you have. I think it's very important in, in being grateful with, with what you have, you're yeah, yeah, being happy with yourself and what you already have. Yeah. so. And there is always something to be grateful for. And here, we're not necessarily speaking about the very big things. One can start looking at the seemingly small things. Uh, grateful that oh, I've woken up today, seemingly small. Uh, but as you look for things that you're grateful for, you are then focusing on, on, on being happy in the moment because you can find happiness in the moment. Despite... Uh, the chaos that might be going on around you and and then i'll take this quote here from Eckhart it says acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation of all the abundance hmm.
1: right yeah. yeah i love that one <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you can go as far as you know writing down these these things that you're grateful for you know daily like on every second day and whatever then suits you and you can so you can have this gratitude journal in which you you write out what you what you're grateful for and i think as you do this you then do realize that oh so there are things here that that are making me happy no there are things that i'm actually really am grateful for it's not all doom and gloom and and that really helps uh, focus your mind that really helps you then develop uh, this this mindset of of abundance because you have seen it already that there is abundance around me.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. awesome.
0: Good. So that's the first one, and the second one is going to the topic or discussion on thoughts. I think you need to be mindful of what you think about and what you what you talk about, mm. because I was saying the premise, the basic premise of the law of attraction is that you know thoughts become. I think they say thoughts become things. So what you think about, you then bring about. So you need to be mindful of what it is that you think and what you say or what you're declaring and it's I guess you, you then need to consciously uh, be aware and consciously root out uh, negative statements uh, that, that that you make consciously associate your, your 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 speech or your thoughts what it is that you want and not what you don't want you, you know, as, as you do this I, I think it then, with practice and going back to what she said earlier, you know, is it just saying it once and you, it gets going already? Yeah. I think no, it's something that you need to do um, continuously. And another quotation, Catherine Ponder, you know, she was saying that what you radiate by your thoughts, feelings, and mental pictures and words you attract into, into your life. So, you want to then radiate the right thoughts and the right mental pictures. And, and have these thought patterns that serve you. And these thought patterns then help create that thoughts or, or that life of abundance that you're, that you're looking forward to. That's great. And then the third thing I'd like to speak about then is, you, know, you want to surround yourself with people who have an abundance mindset.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: because you know, somebody was saying, yeah, the average of the five people you spend most of your time with Yes. It is, I think, more than we know, we are easily influenced by the people around us. So if the people around us are full of energy, we also tend to be full of energy, or we, we are uplifted. And if the environment or the people around us are and then they drain you. You also feel negative, and you, you also lose hope. So I guess you need to choose um, your friends carefully. And if it's too late <laughs> because you've got good friends from um, a long time ago, I think you, you can choose to, to love at a distance maybe, and choose then to find friends who uplift you. And in today's uh, society with the social media communities, it's also fairly easy, so it doesn't have to be people who are in your immediate surroundings. You go online; there are groups of people with the same thinking, and groups who can um, uplift you um, as you go through your, your day to day, day to day life. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So this this is important, I think. So surround yourself with people who have an abundance mindset.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They're going to help you to work towards that on your own journey as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the, the fourth one is just visualize abundance, right? So yes, we spoke about being grateful of what it is that you have in the present, but you also have goals and desires which hopefully you have written down, you know, you've imprinted in your mind. And you, as you're working towards those goals, you want to see it in your mind. You want to create that mental picture of what it is that you're looking forward to. You want that picture to be vivid, yeah. You want it to be filled. You want it to be filled with emotion as you see that picture, and and very important because as you see it and as you believe it, you know, in the moment you feel that excitement of 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 getting that desire, and you know, going back to the bank of manifesting. I guess this then helps with that with that seeing, because sometimes seeing without having it in your hands can be difficult, right? Or visualizing that that vivid picture in the midst of not having, you know, might be a challenge granted. And then going back to the bank of manifesting tool, which is again, why it then helps. You can see that $1,000 in in that uh, make-believe account. Yeah, you can see yourself uh, buying whatever it is that you're wanting to buy with that $1,000 in your account play money yes but you're tricking your mind and it then helps you with this visualizing process
1: yeah we talk about that a lot the idea of tricking your mind and how easy it is to kind of trick your brain and it doesn't always know whether what's happening is real or just a visual idea of it happening which helps to build those pathways towards being more comfortable with actually having it and gives the brain ideas of how you can actually work towards that in real life.
0: Yes, and and this is it. You know, you you, you trick your mind, your subconscious mind might not realise it's actually not true, but as you trick it and it sees those pictures, it then helps you work towards uh, or get to achieve those goals and how, somebody would ask, yeah? So you maybe start seeing opportunities that will help you uh, work towards those goals you start attracting to yourself people and resources who can help you uh, towards achieving those goals, and you know. And as you see it in your mind, as you see that those, those small progresses, those small wins along the way, you, you get motivated to keep going. And and so that's why then it becomes you know important and to be able to visualize and to see it and to trick that mind into believing that oh I already have it.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Uh, then the fifth one. Is be more given, be generous. Even if you feel, and this might be counterintuitive, you have maybe feeling that I actually need to be given too. And here I'm saying, no, give. Because in giving, you showing that there's enough because you, you give what you, what you have. And in, in holding on to what you're having, I think you're communicating that there isn't enough. This is all for me. So give. And giving does not necessarily mean money. you can give off your time, yeah if you love love unconditionally. And so it goes beyond money because I suppose if we talk of giving, you know we default to giving to giving money. You know somebody was saying, you know, be a river and not a swamp, you know, so let it flow. And that and and they and also somebody was also speaking about you know, your hand, is it open to give and receive or is it clenched? Where in both cases, you know, you can't give and also receiving becomes, becomes impossible. So I think be generous, give. If you want love and abundance in your life, then uh, give it away. This is a Mark Twain uh, quotation. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a fantastic idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in giving, also be okay with receiving because there's some of us who, find it difficult to receive,
1: mm. right?
0: We, and you can see it easily, if somebody compliments you, you actually cringe, and you, you want to deflect that, you know, you want to change the subject. Mm. So just the concept itself of, of receiving it becomes a difficult concept for some. Uh, and I think in, in being abundant, in, in having more than enough, I mean, this implies that you're, you're receiving, you're getting... So your mindset should be okay with receiving. And a limiting belief you might have is that maybe I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of, of this abundance. I'm not worthy of, of receiving. And as a result, you, you are subconsciously you know, rejecting receiving, which if you don't receive, then that abundance that you're, you're looking forward to or you're working towards to certainly cannot come in, in, into your life. Mm-hmm. right? And the seventh one is, you know, don't compare yourself with others. Mm. Even don't compete with others. Very difficult to do, I acknowledge, Mm. yeah? Especially in this day and age of social media.
1: Absolutely. Where it
0: is very easy to go online and you see all those flashy lifestyles and you you look at yourself and you're thinking, goodness, where am I? And I get in this, uh, why are they getting that? And it puts you in a place of, of need. You, you become needy, you become depressed, even that you're not doing something right and, and your thoughts are then not the right thoughts you're feeling and if your thoughts are not the right thoughts, your beliefs, you know, with time become the wrong beliefs and if your beliefs become the wrong beliefs, your actions then become the wrong actions and your actions influence your thoughts. So it becomes a, this vicious cycle which you would want to break out of. And so, one way of doing that then is just try not to compare yourself with others. Compare yourself with yourself. Where was I yesterday in relation to today? You know, am I moving towards uh, where I want to move towards? And I think in doing this, then then you then realize, okay, maybe I'm not really moving towards where I want to move towards. What steps should I be taking? You know, and so you're focusing on yourself. And not focusing on what others are doing because you have no idea what they're doing. Yeah? You don't know the backstage because mm. that backstage can be very messy.
1: Absolutely. And that
0: front stage is just a front. So, yes, you, you want to get away from comparing yourself uh, with others.
1: Mm.
0: So, yes, yeah, so this will be the seven steps, you know, Rachel. So be grateful for what you have, be mindful of what you think about and talk about. Surround yourself with people who have an abundant mindset. Visualize abundance, uh, be more giving, be okay with receiving, and don't compare yourself with others.
1: That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an example of how you put these seven steps into practice in your life?
0: Yeah. So being grateful of of, of what I have, I, I really do try work in progress I yeah
1: it's always going to be away. a lifelong journey isn't it <laughs> the working towards yes, the
0: yes you know but i suppose the first step is being aware that i need to be grateful so if at least if i'm consciously aware uh, then um, you know so you ask so what do i do so for sure i i, I really try and identify you know uh, things that i'm grateful for and and write them down i I would want to be able to write them down every day, you know, like I was encouraging. But sometimes I miss out. But I do write down even the the small wins, the small uh, things that I'm grateful for. I've got um, I've got three kids, you know. I'm grateful for that. One is pretty young, a four year old makes makes you mad sometimes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But a lot of times makes me makes me laugh and you know brings joy and so those are things that I, I consciously you know am am grateful for, and being mindful of what I, th- I think about, I really try to be mindful of what I think about. I think the good thing of being of being conscious of the need of being mindful is that you can then police yourself, you can catch yourself thinking bad thoughts uh, or thoughts that are not are not self are not serving you and once I do that then I try and consciously uh, get myself out of that, because for me, at least and I hear that maybe this is I mean common it's difficult to keep more than two thoughts at the same time yeah, yeah? so if one thought is negative and you try and replace it with a positive thought, then you have gotten rid of the negative thought by thinking of the positive thought. Uh, so this is something that I, I I really try and 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 do and Visualize in abundance, of course, with the bank of manifesting too. Try and go in there and you know visualize, and and it 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 does elevate me. You know, you if you you feel like you're focusing on what it is that you're you're, you're working towards, I I feel that you know suddenly, and it kind of realigns me. These are some of the things that I do. Not perfect. I can give you that right now, and uh, work in progress.
1: Yes. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. When we are putting our desires and our goals and our affirmations out there in our journal, you know, I stick them up on the wall and things like that. Is there a such thing as a goal that is too big where we're extending ourselves too much and as in giving us the space for those limiting beliefs to come back in, you know, you think, oh, that, but that goal is, is too big. Something else that we've talked about is the idea of setting your goals higher than you would really aim for because then you can fail at a higher level. So you're still reaching the level above your goal potentially. Do you think that it is possible to really have a goal that's too big or bigger the better?
0: (laughs) Yeah, bigger the better,
1: Mm.
0: but big in a way that I think is also believable to you because certainly I can write down anything as far as goals are concerned, anything.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> and it can be astronomical and whilst, so I think personally, I think whilst you want to have big goals, goals that will stretch you, I think they uh, should be goals. I think that are also attainable, something that you believe you can also get. So you believe you can get it. You, you know, it's a stretch, but you know, it's reachable. So, yes, I would aim big, yeah, and I do, yeah. But when I aim big, I'm also aiming in a range that I, I believe is, is, is also possible to achieve.
1: Yeah, belief is so crucial to that part of the equation.
0: Right, so if you be, genuinely believe that that astronomical goal is attainable, then I think all oh well and good, right? But then if that belief is lacking if you think to yourself oh really and maybe there are those limiting beliefs uh, that you've been talking about or maybe that goal certainly for your mind right now is just maybe too big a goal uh, to achieve and here i'm speaking of astronomical goals Mm -hmm. i'm not speaking of goals that stretch you because you want to be stretched Mm -hmm. yeah and being stretched like you're saying also right if you don't hit that very high target you will hit a high target Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah
1: do you have a process for the way that you set out your goals?
0: yes so I would have you know the the big I'm going turn to, to big the big goals so and you know as we approach uh, 2021 i suppose many people are are thinking about their goals for 2021 so that overarching goal uh, what it is that you know in 2021 or you know if you even have a longer or median. Medium-term outlook by 2022, by 2023, I want to achieve the big overarching goal. I sort of have that, but then I'll don't i then have the smaller goals because I don't want to wait until 31 December 2021 to to celebrate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think important is this thing of celebrating your small wins as you go along because that then motivates you further to to push along towards that bigger goal. So yes, then I bring breakdown. That that bigger goal into smaller goals, maybe smaller quarterly, smaller monthly, and you know, then even smaller, you know, even daily daily wins that I'd want to to get, but they are all aligned to the to the big to the big goal. Um, talking to you right now, you know, was something that I'd wanted to do. Talking to uh, like-minded people, we have a platform, and speaking about you know this topic that I that I love. So this is a goal that I can then tick off that, yeah, I managed to speak to, to Russia on her platform. So yes, so that this is how I, I go about it. I have that big overarching goal, but then break it down into smaller goals, which chunks that are achievable in the, in the short term, and I tick them off as I go along.
1: I like Mm -hmm. that as well. As you talked about, you know, this is a small goal and it compounds into the bigger goals and everything is working towards the big goal in much more achievable and bite-sized pieces. Absolutely. So once we visualize it and we've got all our plans set out, what do we do next? Because obviously, we need to take action on our goals to be able to get somewhere. It's not enough just to visualize it. So, how do we take the next steps and put our plans into action?
0: Yeah, so important. Yeah, because I think here, when I look at this, I am not looking at this as just visualizing and then sitting <laughs> on your couch and waiting for it to drop. And this is not the way I look at it. I'm looking at visualization as part of the process, yeah? an important process, but you need then to take those necessary steps in achieving that desire which you, or goal that you've written down that is vivid in your mind. And that, and that really is, I think, that first step when we're speaking about goals now. What is, what is it that you want? What do you really want? And if that's clear, then you're then working towards that. And then, as you visualize, what do you do? Then I think you then need to be aware of the opportunities that are around you, because a lot of of times maybe we then focus on on the on the problem, and you're not aware of opportunities that then around you that can help you then achieve what what it is that you want. So, as you visualize, be aware of the opportunities. As you visualize, be aware of the people that are now coming into your life uh, who can help you achieve uh, what it is that you're looking for. Um, as you visualize, be aware of the resources uh, that are then appearing or that are that you can see, you know, maybe in front of you, the resources that you can potentially tap into to achieve, again, that goal. So awareness, I think uh, is what I'm saying, becomes a, a, a big a big issue. And as you become aware and you then, Make use of those opportunities, of those resources, of those people that, uh, as you work with those people that have come into your life, then you, you then want to take action, you know, daily action in achieving that. And you, you want somebody who was talking about stop stopping. You, you don't want to stop when there's a stumbling block. You want to keep going because if you stop, then you've stopped. You, you can't physically get to where you want to go to if you stop. So, as you face challenges uh, along the way, as you face inevitable failures along the way, you know you want to keep going towards that goal that you've set for yourself. Mm. You want to keep to keep taking those actions that you you need to take uh, to achieve that desire uh, that you want. So yes, you visualize it. You become aware of the different opportunities and people around you, and then you then take action without stopping to achieve that goal that you want to achieve.
1: And opportunities and even failures don't always come in the way we might expect. And sometimes something we perceive as being a failure, it might be a blessing in disguise, so to speak. Yes. But when that does happen, when we have setbacks and the goal starts to feel like it is a million miles away, how do we stay on track and keep pushing on to keep taking action when we might feel disheartened, when things don't always go our way?
0: (laughs) I think this is where it's important to have the right people around you. People who help you keep things in perspective, people who encourage you, Right, so they might or oh, they will also be working towards their goals, but not necessarily at the same time, you, or hopefully not, right? You are all not feeling uh, that feeling of despair and of this is not working and hopefully not. So if you're in with such people around you, then they can uh, then help you put things in perspective, right? And they can then help motivate you uh, to keep going, like keep moving towards, to, towards your, your, your end goal or yeah, and, and not stopping. So I think that's important. Keep telling yourself that you know this is achievable and sometimes it's difficult to tell yourself, then depend on the people, around the, hopefully the supportive people around you who will help you to keep going, working towards the goals that you're working towards.
1: Mm, yes, yeah. having a good network around you is so important.
0: It is, it is.
1: Do you also think it's important to find someone or follow someone or model someone who already has what your goal is or what you desire or the lifestyle or the business or, you know, whatever it is that you want? Is it important to find that person that you can keep looking up to?
0: I absolutely think it is, but I think model, follow for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has, speaking of money, if somebody seems to be living the lifestyle that you want, or someone seems to have the money that you want to have versus somebody living the lifestyle that you would want to live. I think it might, it's different because yes, they might have the, the, all the money that you think you'd want to have, but maybe the way they, they live their life is different, not necessarily better, but just different. From the way you want to live your life i'd rather model somebody who's living the life the kind of life that i would want to live so it becomes uh, then holistic yeah it's not just about that small bit; just about the small that small bit of money it's about how they their values how they live their life in general you know is it something that i want to model and if it is then yes definitely then encourage right following those kind of people yeah because you you then kind of get direction on how to, to get to where you want to get because somebody has already gotten there. And, and then this becomes, then it, it influences you know, the way you act and, and what you do in, in, in times and days where you don't really feel like it. You know, you can get encouraged by seeing uh, what uh, these people are doing. And if you're fortunate enough to be able to uh, get a coach, you know, a lot of people do that, mindset coaches that are out there, that help you then, you know, work towards what it is you're working towards. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. Do you think it's also important to have a really strong why behind your goal, and it needs to be like you said for the right reason? Because otherwise. You might even get there, but then you won't necessarily feel fulfilled in achieving that goal if it doesn't meet the why that you have on a deeper level.
0: The why is so important. I'm glad that you you bring it up because if you're just chasing it uh, because it's trendy Mm. or because it seems like what everybody else is doing or it seems like the right thing to do, you chase it, you get it, you feel empty. And then you wonder what was this all about? So the why becomes very important, I think. And here I'm just thinking of, I think, Victor, was it Victor Frankel? There's a book uh, that he he wrote. And so he was saying in, in this book, and I'm starting to think of the title right now. So he was talking, of, he was saying in this book that if you've got uh, a big enough why, you know, then whatever it is you're experiencing in the, in the current situation, you, you can go over it. You can go over it because the reason, for the, your why is that important for you. And and so I know absolutely, if your why, you, you need to have a big why of doing it for the sake of fulfillment. You know, when you do reach that uh, that goal and as you work towards that goal, I think you, because your why is strong, you know, you. I guess the energy is different because you've got a very big, a very strong uh, reason of why you're doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah. It's so important. It's probably, I'd say, almost the most important part right. of setting any goal.
0: You know, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: I think the book I was thinking about, I think it's men's search for meaning.
1: I think mm-hmm. that's
0: a book I was thinking about. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. So Ivana, what is the biggest message that you want to get out into the world?
0: Biggest message I want to get out is our mindset matters. So take time to examine and determine what your mindset is. And if your mindset is a mindset that is not maybe recognizing that you can be happy in the now as you work towards your future, then Try and shift that mindset to a mindset that makes you happy in the, in the now. We can have an abundance of, of things that we want. We can have an abundance of love and, again, attention of relationships, of money. We can have it in the future and we can have it in the now, you know, if we are willing to, to see already what it is that we have. and and acknowledge and you know be be happy also in in the present so my message yes is is our mindset matters and let's let's work to to have their mindset
1: yep mindset is everything i believe that so strongly i love your message that is awesome and before we wrap up, can we just run through a quick recap on those seven steps to an abundance mindset?
0: So yes, the first step is not in any particular order, but then be grateful for what you have. And you know, as you express gratitude, you are acknowledging that you're already you, you're in a, a space that is good or good enough already. Be mindful of what you think about and talk about, because our thoughts do create our reality so you want to be to be aware of what you're thinking about and if what you're thinking about doesn't serve you well change it you can surround yourself with people who have an abundance mindset you know our environment or the people around us influence our thoughts in a lot of ways so you want to have people who aspire to the same aspirations as you people who also have an abundance mindset uh, they build you up. They don't bring you down. And then visualize abundance. Uh, see it uh, before you hold it in your hand, whatever it is that you want. This this helps you, you know, attract the right uh, people, the right opportunities. You see the opportunities. You see the people. And you, you you are motivated, you know, to work towards that goal. And be generous. Be more giving. Yeah? Be giving of your time. Be giving of your for money, if you can, you know, be given For that, that love that you have, you know, love unconditionally. So give, and in giving, yeah, give without expecting. But I suppose the end, the good thing, the way it works, that is that in giving, you also seem to get back, yeah, because there's this thing of reciprocity. A reciprocity: as you give, inevitably it seems you also get to receive, and on that also the the sixth one then would be, you know, be okay with receiving, mm-hmm. be okay uh, with getting help, be okay with people giving to you. Because I guess the whole concept of of having abundance is you're your receiving. So you should be okay with that in your mind. And then don't compare yourself with others. Compare yourself with yourself. In doing this, you're focusing on yourself and not what others are doing because you have no control and you actually don't have the full picture of what it is they're doing. And so that comparison is is a comparison that doesn't have all the facts. But with you, you have all your facts together. So compare yourself with others, uh, with yourself and not with others.
1: That is awesome. Havana, thank you so much for coming on and sharing the idea of abundant mindset with us. It's been wonderful to talk to you.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's been great speaking to you and thank you for inviting me to your show.
1: Now that we've explored the idea of an abundance mindset, take a moment to write down your answer to this question. What does abundance feel like to you? If you'd like to check out the Bank of Manifesting for yourself, there is a link below in the show notes. If you're enjoying Mindset Mastery, I would be very grateful if you took a moment to leave a review on your podcast app, and I can't wait to have your company again next time. Until then, remember, we are only limited by what we believe we are limited.